For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Insurance executive, 45 years old, stumbles to his death on a subway platform in New York City. Or does he? Unbeknownst to his wife or child, his brain is rescued from the accident scene by a secret branch of the United States government and put into the body of an artificially produced 26-year-old man who has the strength of Superman, the speed of Michael Jordan, and the grace of Fred Astaire. The only catch... On the penalty of death, he can never let anyone from his past know he is still alive. And that, my friends, is a problem. For this man is desperately in love with his wife, his daughter, and his former life. Wow. Hour three of the Tim Weisberg program, a little bit after eight o'clock. That means the New Bedford Court is opening up and that's where there's supposedly a closed door show cause hearing today with uh, one of the clerk magistrates at issue uh carlos felix craig tazinski against counselors morad and gomes and also the city clerk dennis freas It sounds like a lot of he said, she said it deals with a couple of New Bedford City Council meetings that took place in November. And I I believe at the beginning of of December. Who knows exactly what will happen, but it it led to a question that I asked during the six o'clock hour, which is, you know. I admire in in particular Carlos Oop who I know, and also Gilly Safiolis, I admire the fact that they go to these meetings and they, they want to be heard. They, they, care. they care about the city of New Bedford. And there are lots of people that I know that really do care about the city, but they don't show up at these meetings. And I could get into finger pointing and all that kind of stuff. But... Sometimes in caring about the city, you get a couple of people that become the meeting as opposed to being witness to the meeting. I wasn't there, so I'm not going to try to choose signs. Uh, Gilly, in this particular case, isn't a part of the hearing that is slated for today, but you know uh, some of the things that 
he's been charged with, especially dealing with Councillor Morad. And there have been people that are upset, and, and rightly so, when benches, chairs have been moved out of the council chambers. And maybe that was done for a good reason. I, I'm, I'm not going to try to choose a side here. But if you really do care, you need to be there. I know it sounds cliche, but remember what it was like during the COVID period and all the meetings had to be on Zoom. People were upset. Oh, now we can't go and complain. Well, now you can. Are you going? So that's out there. Uh, Again, maybe you have a dog in the fight. I don't. I have no idea what's going to happen. I do. Here's one little bark that I do have. And in this particular case, both parties, the party of the elected official and appointed official, and the alleged defendants who are also countersuing if if necessary or countercharging I should say they want it to be an open not a closed door session and I would agree with them that it should be you know why not why why is this behind closed doors if things are secretive enough why not have this an open meeting so People can go and find out what the hay is going on. At least one of the defendants feels, excuse me, depends on what side you want. A counselor goes, let's say it like that. He is for it. And the two on the other side, uh, Craig and Carlos, they want the meeting also to be open. And it might happen, but if it happens, then there might not be that meeting today. If you want to talk at all about what the Biden administration, in particular the president, did yesterday, we certainly can. President Biden signing an executive order basically allowing the United States to impose new sanctions on Israeli settlers and potentially some of the politicians and government officials involved in violent attacks against the Palestinians. Now, do you think one has anything to do with what the International Court of Justice ruled a week ago today? That it looks probable that Israel is committing genocide against the Palestinians. Of course it does. Of course it does. Interesting, the Biden administration, at least in this particular case, seems to be going after some of the Israeli settlers up in the West Bank. I did not see anything in the executive order, including including anything that's going on in, in Gaza. Hmm. 
nothing in the executive order. And I know that the Biden administration knows about this. Did you see this? Did you see this? Uh, CNN actually did the story, the report that I saw. Whatever you want to think about CNN, they really got this one right. So, as you know, Israel has been moving the Palestinians as much as they can out of Gaza. One of the ways that they want to make sure that the Palestinians do not return is they are bulldozing down areas where the buildings are bombed out. And you might be saying, well, okay, well, I kind of get it. Well, you know where else they're bulldozing? They're unearthing Grave sites, Palestinian grave sites. They are taking their little bulldozer. I shouldn't say little. They're taking their bulldozer in there and they're just unearthing caskets, coffins. And when a CNN reporter who was able to get in there asked the general, uh, the Israeli general of the IDF, why are you doing it? The general retorts, because Hamas has tunnels underneath. Now, you might be saying, yeah, of course Hamas has tunnels underneath. So, the CNN reporter said, well, show us where the tunnels are. And so, the reporter is taken to an area where uh, the general says, this is a tunnel. Well, the reporter has a map of the area, one of those Google-type maps. And the tunnel Entrance is outside the area of the graveyard, if it, in fact, is a true tunnel. I'll, I'll give the benefit of a doubt that it's one of the tunnels, just for the, for the sake of conversation. But it was outside the area of where the, the graveyard was. And so when the reporter says to the general, this is outside the area, uh, and he wants to see the real opening to the tunnel, the general says, no, no, too dangerous, can't let you go in there. Bagged in his prime. I can't tell you how many different times the Israelis, in particular the government and the military, have been caught lying about doing different things. They lied about the tunnels under the hospital. And look, the, even the International Court of Justice, normally there are 15 justices. An additional two justices were added, one from Israel, one from South Africa, because those are the two parties. The South Africans brought the complaint against Israel. So they each got to add a judge. Even the Israeli judge ruled a couple of times that Israel was in the wrong here. And by the way, the Israelis picked that judge. And I think the United States judge even ruled several times in favor of, yeah, there's a good possibility that there's, that there's genocide going on here. So if you'd like to comment about the fact that there is now an executive order, what I see happening here is the Biden administration is trying to, as best as possible, appease 
the Arab American community by doing this. But I got to tell you, it's too little and probably way too late. An Axios poll shows that in the in those states considered swing states like Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, though, you know, those kind of states, North Carolina, that Trump is miles ahead of President Biden. Not surprised. But the problem is that Trump may get, he may, look, I don't think he will, but he may get elected president in November. But he may also be a president that's going, that's going to jail. What a way to run a country. And then, of course, we talked about what's going on up in Brockton, and hopefully there's no spillover into any other communities. In fact, I I have an idea that some of this is happening in other schools. But if you haven't heard, there has been fighting. In fact, Phil had it in, in his last newscast. Brockton teachers, parents, students, and staff are describing the area as chaos and that they need help. Kids are smoking dope and and cigarettes in the bathroom. They are having fights in the hallway. They are walking out of school even when school is still in session, despite what the rules and regulations say. They don't give a rat's you-know-what. Now, is that all the students? Of course it's not. But it only takes a few. You've got parents scared to send their kids to school, yet they keep on sending them back to that school. You've got teachers and staff scared to go to work, and yet they keep on going back. I ask why. There are alternatives. Folks are afraid. They're afraid to look for those alternatives, which leads me to the quote of the day from Jim Rohn. Either you run the day or the day runs you. 508-996-0500. Thank you. Good morning. Hey there, Brian Thomas. Hello. How are ye? Not bad. Cool. Hey, um, so wonder what your take is on the uh, United Nations uh, Relief Workers Agency, UNRWA, and the fact that they had uh, uh, 12 of their members. Uh, we pay them a, almost a, a billion dollars a year. Uh, and 12 of their members uh, actually take place uh, on October 7th and um, not only uh, kill people in, in, in uh, Israel, uh, in Israel, um, but they also uh, took hostages. You know, 12, 12 members of the U.N. Nations Relief and Works Agency. U, the U.N. we pay for. How about that? I, f- I don't like it. I, I don't know enough about it. No, no, seriously. No, because. I don't like it. No, well, here's here's why I say that, because I also find the timing of the story to be a little nebulous. Um, and I say I don't like it because if it ha- if if it's true, if it's true, uh, you know, how, how do they get in there? Yeah, you know, these well, these are the questions that need to be the, asked. They're in the U. They're in the UN, and they're in. They're, they've been in Palestine for a long time because they're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, well, that's the funny. But, but thing, doesn't right? anybody watch? Doesn't anybody keep watch? Well, anybody who's anybody, it's yeah. supposed to be the UN is watching it. Maybe the UN does know. Maybe they don't. I don't know. 
but it's pretty clear that they, the UN actually finally admitted it this week. Um, but because a lot of different countries um, looked at the evidence and said, yeah, these, these people were part of your group. But I think the funny thing is we pay a billion dollars a year to help Palestinians. I'm all in. Let's help the Palestinians. Let's help them create their own world. And, and, and yet somehow or another on October 7th, there's a, a group of people that may or may not be supported by the Palestinians that go across the border and, you know, kill over a thousand Jews and take a bunch of uh, hostages. So it's, it's, it's sad what's happening in general. But why is it that the evil exists that the, the helping hand is there, right, with the money, with the people, with people that are sympathetic, and yet those same people, you know, decide to take arms and, uh, and, and, and attack uh, Israel? So I, I just the other side of the story, I guess. Oh, and, yeah, and, uh, it, 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 and it's, it, it's a good side of the story, but the sad part is, the aid that's supposed to be going has been cut off by several nations now, and probably for for good reason for not knowing exactly what's going on. But that's the aid that is supposed to be helping people that really need the aid. That's why no, I really I, don't I like it. the story. Oh, I, no, I, I I get it, and and uh, I I think the aid will come back because like the U.S. is suspending aid, but they did say that they're going to review and they want more checks and balances in place. Um, you know, because the UN initially denied it, and the UN is a very everybody denies it. Everybody denies. Yeah, the UN is a strange place today. I think that the U.S. tried to have a heavy hand in the UN early on, and what's happened is is that the UN is sort of a it's a bus station now for countries. It's not not it, it doesn't have the same effect that it used to have about trying to create and keep peace. Um. You know, so anyway, you mean do uh, you mean it's politicized? Oh yeah, it's oh, it's, it's uh, it's no, I, you know what? There's a better way, not polit- monetized, because the money drives the politics, yeah. and the money comes from the you let's just call them world oligarchs or whatever you want to call them, but um, like Davos is a great Davos happened what a couple of weeks ago, the World Economic Forum. Yeah, you you guys should just go online and read the takeaways from Davos, and you, it'll give you. You couldn't write a book that have these sort of you know narratives in it, and people wouldn't read the book. They think it's phony because they're talking about all sorts of things like people eating bugs instead of you know taking taking all the farms away around the world, so that you know everything is driven by one of two things: one is is racism. Or um, it, or it's driven by global warming because they've created these two narratives that it's hard for any, the average person to fight. Um, hard to like, fight, well, and a lot of funding goes in those directions. But they're going to change the world based on getting behind mm-hmm. that shield. Yeah, and and uh, and and it's the it's the monetizing that creates the politicizing, which creates the the laws and the stupidity we see every day. Um, you know. So anyway, it, hey, I, you know what? I would say let's, as a nation, pull out of the United Nations, but we'll still collect the rent money because they, you know, they're they're renting our space. I think it should push it. They should kick them all out and put the illegal aliens in because that was the result there of you the year anyway. So just let them uh, take over the offices and uh, we'll just you know take the pressure off of New York City. Can and you put a cot the in there? Off of, I think you can get a couple in there, but maybe it'll take the pressure off the cops to get uh, beaten and kicked by uh, the, the, the lovely new Americans that showed up. So gotcha. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Hey, thanks right, for the dude. call. I do appreciate yep. it. 508 
Let's go over to Studio 6 and 7 eighths. I'm going to check out some guy who's got a $40 million yacht whose company is $50 million in red ink. Good morning, Brian. Well, President Biden will be at Dover Air Force Base today at a dignified body transfer ceremony for three U.S. soldiers killed last weekend in Jordan. Sarah Lee Kessler reports. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the president has spoken to the families of the fallen heroes, expressing condolences and gratitude, engaging their feelings about his attendance, and Kirby said they were all for it. So the commander-in-chief will be there when the bodies of the three Army reservists killed in an Iranian-backed drone strike arrive at Dover Air Force Base. One of the soldiers, Sergeant William Rivers, is originally from New Jersey. The two others, Specialist Brianna Moffat and Kennedy Layden Sanders, are from Georgia, and all three served in the same Georgia Reserve Unit. Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Texas Republican Congressman Dan Crenshaw is criticizing his GOP colleagues in the House for opposing a bipartisan border security deal. Mark Mayfield with more. He said on Thursday that nobody has seen the Senate bill, which he claimed would significantly decrease illegal immigration. The congressman went on to say that there are some Republicans who may be against the measure because it would help Biden politically. I'm Mark Mayfield. Donald Trump's former corporate CFO is in talks about a plea deal to spare him from perjury charges from things he said as a witness in the New York Trump Organization's civil fraud trial. ABC News reporting former Trump Organization CFO Alan Wieselberg is in talks with Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg about a deal. The man convicted of one of the largest breaches in CIA history is receiving a 40-year prison sentence. Former CIA officer Joshua Adam Shelty was convicted of the Vault 7 leak. Shelty left the CIA in 2016, providing WikiLeaks with classified data that was then published. Over 120 passengers and crew aboard a Queen Victoria cruise ship have become sick in recent weeks with a gastrointestinal illness. The CDC reported that the ship, which departed January 22nd from Florida, is set to head to Aruba, Guatemala, Cabo San Lucas, San Francisco, and Hawaii before it ends on February 12th. The ship has over 1,800 passengers and 950 crew members. The cause is unknown, but the cases are for the entire trip and not an active total. A new World Health Organization study predicts there will be more than 35 million new cancer cases by 2050. That would be an increase of just over 75 percent from 2022 levels. The majority of diagnoses are expected to be in low-income countries, with mortality seen as doubling. Punxsutawney Phil telling us all about the weather today. What this weather did not provide is a shadow or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on the way. Well, that guy loves his job, obviously. The Pennsylvania tradition sees the famous groundhog predicting whether we'll have an early spring or six more weeks of cold and snow. Well, Phil emerged from his tree stump this morning at Gobbler's Knob and failed to see his shadow. And as the folklore goes, spotting his shadow would have meant more cold weather in the forecast four weeks to come. Turning now to the south coast, a Fall River police officer has been found guilty of assaulting a man in his custody. Nicholas Hoare is due for sentencing in April. The max sentence is 50 years in prison. A fire at a Harbor Street mill in New Bedford Thursday was the result of a heat gun igniting nearby combustibles. No one was injured. Time now for WBSM Sports brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Celtics lost to the LA Lakers last night. They welcomed the Memphis Grizzlies to TD Garden for a game on Sunday. And the NHL All-Star Game tomorrow in Toronto. Bruins back home on Tuesday. Well, she's no groundhog, but Ceci Del Carmen knows the weather. 
We'll check with the ABC6 Weather Center now for your forecast. Mostly cloudy skies this morning with the temperatures in the mid-30s. As we head into the afternoon, climbing into the low 40s, 38 is the normal high overnight tonight, mid-20s, mostly cloudy. As we head into Saturday, we could be seeing mostly sunny skies for much of the region with the exception of southeastern Massachusetts. And also cannot rule out a little bit of ocean effect snow. Temperature in the mid-30s, sunny on Sunday. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. So it's going to be nice except for the backyard and then we can't rule out a chance of snow. Well, we can never rule it out. I think, you know, six more weeks of winter, probably six more years or something. It feels like. Six more years. Yeah. You know. Oh, man. And and this is what the groundhog did not promise us. That's right. Yeah. You know, what does he care? He's off the hook after today. He goes back down to his uh, island paradise somewhere. Rests up. Underground. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Six weeks. (laughs) You think he digs all the way down to Florida? Uh, I would. If, if I knew I was going to be pulled out of a tree stump every year, I'd get as far away from here as I could. I wouldn't come back. No. Get me out. Or, well, who knows? Maybe he gets a meal out of it. Uh, at the very least. <laughs> you go. All right. Hey, it's been a pleasure all week. Been a pleasure here, too, Brian. And we'll do it again well, some other time. We will. Our paths will cross once more. They always do in the hallway anyway. Always. All right. Hey, thank you very much. Phil Devitt in Studio 6 and 7 eights. I'm Brian in today for Tim, not Phil. No time to sit around and wait on the phone while you're getting up and getting ready. Send Tim a text using AppChat on the WBSM app. Now, back to the Tim Weisberg Show. McCarthy taking over after the 9 a.m. news. I'm Brian, as I said before, in for Tim, but I'm in for myself tomorrow, 7 a.m., right here on WBSM. Right now, let's hear from you. Hello. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. So, Brian, I was going to call and talk about having worked in, in schools, and I had uh, a real theory about what's going on at Brockton High. But I would, I would much rather, really quick, make a comment about the fact that I do not understand why the United States of America sends billions of dollars overseas every year to countries where we know there are crooks benefiting from that money. And in a lot of, in a lot of instances, that money's being used against the United States for not, for, for not good reasons. And I just, I will never understand what, the, the whole idea, the concept of that. No one sends money to the United States of America to help its people. What are we? Are we that fortunate? Where the, us who get up and go to work in the morning with bad backs, you who has a stroke, who still comes to work every day, it, are we that better off than these other countries that we should be obligated to send money over there? By the way, which isn't going to those people, it's the worst kept secret. You, you, you know, not going to a, the a, as as true as all of that is, part of the problem is 
folks look up to the United States of America. Whatever you want to think about the migrants or whatever name you want to call them, they're coming to the United States because they think this is the land of opportunity and and prosperity, whether or not they're getting handouts or not. So I, Ryan, I, I, I tend to I, I believe that's what people people really think. I will respectfully disagree with that, and I'll tell you why. Just a snippet of it are those jerks that beat up on the cops in New York, and then they're walking out of court, and you can see this um, out of the precinct, the smugness in their faces, the disrespect for the United States of America, a country that has, has fed them, put a roof over their head, clothed them, and everything else that goes along with that. They come out flipping, flipping off the cameras, pretending, oh, I don't speak English, I don't, I don't speak, you know, acting really arrogant. That's what, that's, to me, that's what's going on here. Well, the I, and, and, and not, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, but you and I both know when we look at 1 to 100, that's a small percentage, but it's always the bad that, that highlights, you know, it makes us think, well, everybody's like that, but they're not all like that. I, you know, I'm going to respectfully disagree because I like you, but no, I, we're being walked on. We're a doormat yes. for other countries. We, United we, well, States our, is our the country, nation it once was. Our country allows that to happen. Uh, it's our not. It's not. It's, allow it. Well, yes, our leaders. It's not the yous and me's. Uh, one other thing I want to go back. You you were talking about we give money, uh, you know, basically sending our good money, and it turns out to go for bad. Well. I, I find that when other countries give their money to the United States, the use means we never see it. it. Always seems to go to the to the bad people. So I think I bad. I, I think bad people keep on giving money to bad people. Yeah. Well, once again, it's taxpayer dollars. I have a problem with the taxpayer paying and Me funding too. other people's lifestyles. Me too. I, I know you do. And I have a real problem with that because a lot of us get up and are barely making ends meet. But we're worried now about how much more this government is going to take out of us to distribute somewhere else for somebody else. It doesn't benefit us, the United States taxpayer. That's where my burr and my saddle is. I have a real problem with that. We're barely making it out here. Barely. But nobody's and, and you have a right us. to be that way. Let me go back to our quote of the day since you, you brought that up because what you are highlighting is exactly what Jim Rohn is talking about. Either you run the day or the day runs you. Government keeps, the government's government officials are running the day and we're the ones that are getting the runaround. You got that right, my friend. All right. Thank you, Thank you for, your, Thank for you. your patience and coming on to the show today. Hello. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, boy. So, anyways, Kim coming back? You're asking me? Yeah, because you're filling in for him. Yeah, you think I know? Well, you should if you, uh, you should have had a heads up, like you're going to come back in. Uh, so, it is my Monday. understanding that Phil, uh, excuse me, I, I keep on thinking of that um, groundhog. <laughs> uh, it's my understanding that Tim is going to try to make it back on Monday. All right. Anyway, so any so you can get rid of me. I think it's terrible about what happened with them people in in um, New York, and they're not doing anything to them. I deport them right off the bat. It would, you know, you would think that that could happen, and it makes me sit here and say, well, you know what? If I'm true to what I say, then they have to have the due process of law. But yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. 
You know, well, you, you know, know kick, what? kick. You know, I I would put them on the football tee and go bye. And not only that, you know, I take take Ubers and uh, here's the guy in the Uber. Oh, I'm going. I go to my country. My country. Well, get the hell out of here and go stay in your country. You know, my country. But they come over here and use this country. Now, if I were to go back to Poland, I wouldn't say I'm going to my country or Ireland. I'd say I'm going to Ireland. I'm going to Poland. This is my country right here, America. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it's been. It's been that way all along, and uh, I don't know. I just don't get it. We're stupid. Yeah, I, Whatever. I, you know, I'm not sure how stupid the you's and me's are, but we are pushovers. If you can, obviously, you and I weren't around during the 1700s. They had a tea party over a lot less than the things that you and I are complaining about today. Correct. And um, what, ab- what about this other thing where they stole, what did they do to the Robinson statue? I heard a little. Oh, Jackie Robinson that. statue. I, I don't know awful? that they know. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. And uh, oh, a while ago, folks defaced or tried to deface the Mona Lisa. Yeah, it, there are lots of idiots. It doesn't matter, not only in this country, but all over the world. Uh, they get a slap on the wrist. They should get more than that for doing stuff like that. Well, I don't know what, what you get for desecrating a, a monument, but um, well, well, so well, but here's the, here's the other side of it. I, 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 I hear you, and I agree. Okay? But if we throw them behind bars, then we we already have overcrowded jails the way it is. We don't want to put out the money to build new jails. So, you know, there there's another catch. Right, but like China, they, they wouldn't put up with that. No, but China's... <laughs> and do we want to put up with being China? No, but the thing is, they got the right idea what they do out there. If you steal... They cut your fingers off. Oh, I think that's Thailand. One of them. Yeah, you you go to steal a Thai stick. Ooh, ooh, forget it. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> you too. Thanks for Bye. calling. <laughs> I I alluded to this before we went to Tim. Uh, can I get names right today? Before we went to Phil's update. So you you know the problems going on with steward healthcare. How they are fifty million dollars in the red. How they haven't been able to pay their rent. How they've had equipment repossessed. There are folks wondering about their job, etc. I get this from the Boston Globe just a little while, but a couple of minutes before we went over to that newscast. So I I only had a chance to briefly read this. But it turns out, okay, remember that $50 million in the red? $50 million in the red. Turns out that the CEO of Steward, Dr. Ralph De La Torres is his name, he apparently has a $40 million yacht. A couple of calls ago, um, a good caller 
uh, to the show. Um, he respectfully disagreed with me on a couple of things. One in particular, I'm, uh, I didn't want to comment at that time because there were other folks waiting to get onto the show. But there are so many people coming across the border. You may think I'm wrong for hedging this type of bet, but I'm willing to believe that the majority of folks coming across, whether or not they uh, want the benefits, are law-abiding citizens less coming across the border illegally. And the reason why I say that is because when we start clumping everybody into a category, and I know this from experience, and it burns me like you would not believe. Because when I was a kid, we used to hear white people say the same thing about black folks. Okay, you lump everybody into a category. Everybody's bad. Now, you're probably sitting there and saying, well, I never did that. Well, maybe you didn't. But then there you go again. Look what happens when you lump everybody into a frickin' category. All right, let's hear from you. 508-996-0500. Hello. And good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. You know what it is? 5,000 people crossing on the uh, southern border in Texas a day. 5,000 a day. According to Tom Homan, the former ICE uh, director, said this. They're coming in from 150 different countries. And just to follow up, that woman that's... Uh, that was at the border there in Eagle Pass, Texas. Her name is Juanita Martinez. Juanita Martinez. Now, she's the chair of the Maverick County Democratic Party, and she wants to camp out with a tent and 50 activists or more there in Shelby Park, which is a public park. And where she's, she's protesting that uh, more people should come in. In other words, uh, Joe Biden's failed uh, border policy. So you might want to uh, look into that for your Saturday show. Juanita Martinez, chair of the Maverick County Democratic Party. She wants to, uh, the, stat, the Democratic Party status quo. But, uh, and, and, and are they letting her camp there? Are they letting her camp there? Well, she's, uh, well so far, uh, I haven't heard any uh, press releases, but she's trying to, uh, to go on the other side of the fence. Uh, where the Texas National Guard and the uh, Texas Rangers are. So it's, a, it's like a gated-off uh, fence, and they only, leave, they only let in certain uh, personnel. But she's arguing that she should be in there and she can have a picnic. Hmm. Well, let her go in there. Yeah, well, I'm just starting to want the interesting story, and I, have, I, I, I don't have much more to tell you. Maybe you can give us more information. Well, about there, are, Juanita are, Martinez. You, are, are you worried about Juanita going in there and having her picnic? Well, uh, not really. No, but she's saying she's going to act. She's uh, mostly for uh, activism. Yeah. You know, uh, she wants to uh, have I, more people come over. That's the I, same I, one. My, that's- my, my guess is there are a whole bunch of Juanita Martinez's out there. Probably, but they're not all chairs of the Democratic Party. No, no. No, I, I, I would tend to. It's kind of hard to be uh, everybody to be a chair of the Democratic Party, but yeah, exactly. yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, all right, it, Brian. It, it's a, it's, it is amazing if, if they get to your point that 
the particular person in question happens to be the chair of the local Democratic Party. Correct. Yeah. All right, Brian. I, I get that. All Have right, a good man. day, Brian. You too. Thank you for the call. 508-996-0500. As I stated before, the one, the only, Chris McCarthy is next. Man. Chris says he's got all kinds of crap, so that's going to happen between 9 and noon. Make sure you got your shovel. Anyway, let me go back to the quote of the day because I think it's very apropos for the things that we've been talking about. From Jim Rohn, either you run the day or the day runs you. All right, we'll do it. Manana, 7 a.m., The Beat. Brian's Beat on WBSM. I'm going to leave you in the good hands of Chris McCarthy and and Phil and Ceci. All kinds of things going on. Adios, amigo. Enjoy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.